Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, <laughs> intelligent, hardworking, Disney dining loving yeah. wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, honey. Hi, everybody. We are always hungry during these episodes. And I know. Today is going to be an especially yeah, food-filled one that's going to make us very, very hungry. So we apologize in advance <laughs> if you hear our stomachs grumbling. Yeah. Wiping drool from our <laughs> face and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. We, we paint a pretty picture, don't we? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and now we just lost our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, for those of you who have stuck around past that point, thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Sunday, January 23rd. 2022. Wow. Yes. Do you believe wow. it? January no. is just flying oh by. Gosh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, you'll definitely want to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done so yet, because there's going to be something fun this week. Oh, boy. For our newsletter subscribers. Michelle has just... <laughs> Sort of announced to me that there's something I'm going to have to put in the newsletter this week, and then we'll just see if I remember or not by the time ah, it gets to one, when yeah, they go yeah, out. So this will be good. Um, that's that's cool. Yes, please sign up for the <laughs> newsletter. Just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We get some interesting information to you that maybe no one else gets. Right. Um, and usually you're the first one to hear about something when we're doing something new, reaching, asking for input into the show, etc. But mostly it's just another way to be involved with us. Right. And just as a reminder, we don't share your email address with anyone. We nope. just use it for the, our newsletter subscription yep, service. Just, just, to, <laughs> just to go out about once a week. And that's exactly right. So another way to be involved with us is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us in the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group for some good, positive Disney energy fun. That's right. And we're loving that the group continues to grow and it is such wonderful people. So thank you for those who've already uh, joined us. Yes, and love all the chiming in that we get there. We get a lot of input for mm -hmm. the show uh, on that site. We throw our own things out there for you to enjoy. Hopefully you're enjoying the random pictures I throw <laughs> out there every day, but uh, it's just a lot of fun to be in that group. Yeah, we love hearing your stories too. It's, it's really very heartwarming. Yes, very much so. So, Also, you can find us on YouTube. If you want to find us there, you can just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We love hearing from you. Yeah. Um, love the input you provide in any of these uh, locations that we've just listed there. Uh, but the Gmail account is a one where you can get a little more lengthy. We do have some input that came through the Gmail uh, this week. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, another way, great way to give us some input is through reviews. We really appreciate reviews. Yeah. And I was told by one of our Hyperion adventurers, Sue from the United Kingdom, that she has given us a review this week. Ooh. 
Unfortunately, I have not been able to find that review yet. So, Sue, um, hopefully it pops out there and we would love to read it on the air. Thank you yes. for the thought, uh, no matter what. So, um, hopefully it'll show up somewhere in my email box or whatever. I'll, 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 I'll track it down and we'll get that read within the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, so. so thank you so much. And thank you for everybody else who has already given us right. a review. Um, you people just make it our world that much brighter by knowing you're enjoying the show. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, another way to support the show is that we have a couple of ways to kind of get some swag from this show, yeah. including our Spreadshirt shop. If you want to check us out there, just go to Spreadshirt.com and then do a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast, or you can go to our Linktree account. We have a link right there that you can go and follow it. And we have all sorts of different items with our various different logos, you know, not just t-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, all sorts of things. And we get a portion of everything that's purchased there to help us, uh, you know, keep this show going. Right. You know, um, we really appreciate those of you who have already gotten some things. Um, so thank you very much. And we love the support. Mm -hmm. Another way to support us is through our Patreon page. We give out lots of swag through our Patreon page. And we have some other interesting things that I know Michelle has listed that we have mm -hmm. coming up that are going to be involved to our Patreon members. Uh, if you want to find us there, just go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. We have tiers starting as low as $2 per month. And we appreciate all of you who have already become members of that group. Right. And if you are a Patreon, as Tom said, we have some fun uh, things that you will able be able to participate in and give some feedback in. So be a real part of our show. Yeah, we got some stuff planned out for you all. So uh, be prepared because there are going to be some emails coming your way yeah. very, very soon. So now it's time for one of my favorite subjects from every <laughs> single week. And that is my favorite thing from this week. We try and do this every show where we look back at the positives of the, from the week that was, the things that kind of were highlights of that week. We feel that there's a lot of positive in every, each and every week, even in some of the worst weeks, there are some positive bright sure. spots and we like to go through those and share those. They could be Disney related or they could be something that just kind of struck us great personally. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle, one, because she's wonderful, awesome, great. <laughs> she does the best research. She has the best lists. We know she has the best tips, but she's bound to also have the very best favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, <laughs> What is your favorite thing from this week? Um, I guess mine is kind of a quick thing, and I don't know how it would rank with most people. But um, at the beginning of the week, I wasn't feeling too well, a little under the weather. And as much as I feel like I do try to protect myself, I was a little skittish of, you know, did I catch COVID finally. Um, but I guess the, the good thing of the week is my test was negative. So, <laughs> and I feel better. So <laughs> my favorite thing for this week is I was sick, but not with COVID. Right. I was sick with something else completely different. So it was only just for a couple days. So <laughs> I got over that and, uh, and I'm just more glad that I'm, you know, COVID negative and not bringing anything from work home to you. That's true. That's true. We've been lucky so far, as far as we know, that we've dodged right. it. But uh, it's out there. So you, it's like, I expect it any week. I'm like setting my, <laughs> my watch. I'm like, okay, is this the week? We'll, we'll see. Uh, but uh, so far, we've been pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, my favorite, I've got a couple things that are my favorite things from this week. And I'll start with, we finally went out to go see mm -hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home on Thursday after you had 
be sure to have tested negative. Right. Yeah, and I was it, feeling better. Yeah, you were feeling much better. So we actually finally got out to a theater. We wanted to make sure and see it on the big screen. And uh, it paid off. It was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Had a great time. Theater going experience. I'm not really a big fan of it anymore. It has nothing to do with COVID. It's just, I think people got so used to watching things at home that they still think they're home. Right, right. (laughs) A lot of side conversations and, you know, whatever. But yeah, that is a good one. That almost made my list, but I assumed it was going to make yours. So I thought I'll just let you have it all. Yes. So uh, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great Spider-Man movie, great Marvel movie. I'm looking forward to seeing... What's more to come? And um, I'm glad we finally caught up a month after we fully expected <laughs> to see it on the, We thought we might be able to catch it on the Disney cruise, but because it's mostly Sony-based Sony. and mm-hmm. Disney just has a hand in it, it's, uh, you know, it just wasn't on the Disney cruise. So it took us a while, but we finally got to see it this week. And yeah. We're very yeah. happy we did. Right, right. It was, it was great seeing it. Yes. So my other thing was a surprise thing that I received in my email this week telling us that our Disney Dishes blog mm. was ranked within a list of the top 15 Disney food blogs. Yeah. So I'm like, great, that's nice. Where are we? 14, you know? <laughs> yeah. 13, 12, you know? And I get on there and we are number three Woo-hoo! on this list. And that was shocked me, but it was really pleasant to see yeah. uh, that Your some hard of the, work is paying off. Yeah, that some of the people are paying attention to that blog, uh, you know? and. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just a big surprise to me. And I think for everybody who you know, I sent it out there on social media to you know, hey, look what happened. Everybody <laughs> was really really sweet yeah. about it. That was well deserved and this and that. And I don't know about that, but uh, very uh, happy and honored to be on that list. Yeah. So, like I said, good job. Your hard work's paying off, and thank you for for all of you who are supporting that. Yes, I really appreciate that. And uh, always suggestions for uh, recipes or dishes that you'd like me to recreate. I always appreciate that. I will try and get to any uh, suggestions that you may have out there. Uh, We did get also uh, my favorite thing from one of our listeners Mm -hmm. this week as well. That was from Scott in Minnesota. He said, my favorite thing this week was seeing our godson and his father, if only for a night, they came through to look at the University of Minnesota, Skiuma, I guess that's what that is, as a potential <laughs> college for the young man. Other schools he's looking at are Nebraska and Drake. And while he was at our place, he got an invitation to Stanford. Wow. Wow. Uh, we are so proud of him. That is a great yeah, thing. Yeah, that's and awesome. Yeah, great schools and Stanford. That's an invitation impressive. to Stanford is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, Scott, for sharing that with us. And we want to hear from everybody. But that was really, that makes us so happy. And we love sharing in your joy. Mm-hmm, for sure. So that's really cool. So uh, if you ever want to share your favorite thing from any week in general, um, just hit us up on our social media or the Gmail account or any of the ways we discussed already. And we would be happy to share them on an upcoming show, just like we did with Scott there. Correct. So, so let's get on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including if you're a Toy Story Land fan, there are some interesting new additions coming you'll want to hear about. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you all about that. If you're thinking about doing a European river cruise in 2023 with a little Disney flair, well, we have some good news for you. And the music of Encanto continues to dominate (laughs) both on the charts and definitely in our heads. Yes. (laughs) We'll get to that as well. But enough messing around here. And I might have another story. Ooh, Michelle. You know, Michelle always has the best stories. Yeah, I think so. Can't wait for that. Let's get to our main topic of the week. 
Yeah, as we told you earlier, we are very hungry for most episodes, and today <laughs> is going to be, we're going to be extremely hungry, because this is going to be our foodie episode. We're going to discuss new Disney dining experience and updates throughout the park, so let's get right to it. Michelle, how are we going to kick this thing off? All right. Well, thank you. So, um, we are going to talk about some of the restaurants that are reopening, which is always great news to hear about things coming back and some um, new items or new things about some of our the existing restaurants. Uh, we're going to talk about new dishes that are available at this year's Epcot International Festival of the Arts and some of the newest restaurants, right? Yeah, I've got a few of those that I'm looking forward to trying ourselves when we finally can get back out to Walt Disney World. It's been way too long. But uh, yeah, well, there's some definite restaurants and some dishes at these restaurants that I'm excited to try that maybe you'll want to try as well. Exactly. Um, but if that's not enough, we're also going to have a few fun food stories, Disney food stories. Um, and the big news is we're going to come up with nominations for new postings on the Disney Dishes blog. Oh, boy. I know. And the, the the winner will be determined by votes from our Patreons and newsletter subscribers. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so again, if you haven't already signed up for the newsletter or uh, a Patreon, this would be your chance to really have input into what is going to be a feature on our Disney Dishes blog. The number three ranked Disney food blog right. on the internet, apparently. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's let's get ready. Are you ready? I am ready. All Go right. On. Let's let's hear what you got to say about okay. food because I'm already getting hungry. All right. Well, we're going to um, start first with I'm going to interject a few Disney history stories. And the first one that I wanted to share with you, um, and I actually found this one in um, the book Eat Like Walt, you know, which comes, you know, uh, a great historical uh, book about the different restaurants and how they came about and some of the menu items of the the Disneyland Resort. Um, but there was an interesting story that I read there that across the street from the studios, the Walt Disney Studios in Burbanks, is a hospital, St. Joseph Hospital. And um, when Walt opened the commissary and up until 9-11, they actually allowed employees from the hospital to eat at the commissary oh, and we've been to that commissary yeah i, mean, I think i've updated it a bit since those days but right, uh, right. we have been to that commissary yeah. yeah so it's kind of an interesting link that it was you know something from the disney company history that is you know definitely genuinely pretty nice that they you know that's a special place to get on that property is not easy yeah. <laughs> um you know and again it it did stop after 9 11 but there was issues with security but um pretty long history of of really embracing the community and allowing those healthcare workers and physicians to be able to use their commissary. Nice. That was really cool. That was, uh, I mean, obviously things had to change when 9 11 right. happened, but that was a nice little perk of, yeah. of being there and awfully nice at the uh, Walt Disney Company. Right. So. Thank you, Walt. Mm -hmm. All right. So as promised, we're going to talk about some new returning restaurants. Um, you know, some things that we've missed over the pandemic experience. Mm -hmm. But so uh, the chefs from Flying Fish at Walt Disney's Boardwalk are ready to welcome you back this week on Thursday, January 27th. Um, so you'll once again be able to enjoy that luxury and sustainable seafood, some unique cocktails, a real 
unique and and special dining experience. So um, they they have quite a few great exceptional dishes. But if you're like me, you'd probably want to order the plancha. And that has these perfectly seared scallops atop of grits that are also sprinkled with some sweet corn and then circled by pepidou emulsion to blend in for that perfect bite. Sounds great. Right? Right. And in my understanding, and you're the chef in the family, I think pepperdew is a sweet South African pepper. Yeah, I, I believe that's correct. Um, I don't know my, I'm not really up on the South African spices mm-hmm. and peppers and everything, but I that does sort of ring a bell with me. Well, that's me, what so. Google tells me. So, well, <laughs> so it must if it's be, on the internet, so it must be true. It must be true. But as you can see, it's, yeah, uh, it's a beautiful look. I've saw that picture before. That's a beautiful yeah, looking dish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, for dessert, being the 50th anniversary, the Flying Fish has a special offering right now that is called the 50th Celebration Midnight Lemon, which is fresh berries, crispy meringue, and sweet lemons. Mm. Sounds pretty good. Sounds, sounds very refreshing for a dessert. Very Not very heavy. Just a light, light, bright dessert. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you get all full up on dinner you want but you want that little something special at the end of your meal yeah yeah sounds good and especially that it's for the 50th anniversary yeah cool 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 um the next soon after that on february 3rd the turf club bar and grill at disney saratoga springs resort and spot will also reopen uh for some really spectacular dinners um you know, when I looked at the menu, like for apps, I don't think I'd be able to say no to the frito misto. Mm. I mean, as we know, those Disney chefs know how to cook up that um, dish. And the spicy marinara sauce is just perfection. Yeah, I'm a big fan of frito misto. I know. Yeah. I mean, um, it's fried seafood, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, tempura batter. Like, yeah, calamari is among it. Right. And it's... Uh, yeah, there's not a, quite a tempura batter, but it's a light breading on there. And yeah. it's really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And theirs has calamari, shrimp, broccolini, mm. green beans, um, and, and pepperoncini. Am I saying that right? Peppercini. Peppercini. Thank you. I knew it sounded wrong in my, in my head, too. Um, but then again, they also have New York cider braised mussels with garlic, chorizo, fennel, Fresno chili, apple cider, and grilled baguette. Mm. So might be know. a little spicy for you. I, I know, know. You're, you're a little of spice. Yeah. Doesn't go too high. I it know, depends how spicy that chorizo is. And yeah, yeah. I think I could handle it though. Probably. Yeah, we'd probably have to get both and just share, right? Yeah, what happens is we get both and then she decides, I don't want that plate, I want <laughs> yours, and then we swap. What? <laughs> never happened. Never ever that in has the history. Never ever happened. <laughs> Um, for entrees here they have uh for meat lovers they have some really outstanding feasts to offer like filet mignon prime rib braised lamb Um, but don't worry if you're not into the red meats they have pan seared salmon and what really sounded interesting was a carrot filled house-made Agnolotti pasta mm. with parrot, parrot? No, carrot. Oh, not with parrot. With it's carrot not puree. With parrot. It's not with. <laughs> Everybody at the tiki room is safe. 
I was trying to say carrot puree, I guess, at the same time. It came out parrot. <laughs> carrot puree, uh, royal trumpet, and uh, mataki mushrooms. So, nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So really, again, special, special. And to clarify, no parrot. No parrot. It's <laughs> carrot puree. <laughs> With the pasta. Right. Oh, okay. I think I lost more v- listeners here. <laughs> um, and then there's still another reopening happening soon, and that's at Disney- Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'm just ramming my words together here. And that's Jiko, uh, the cooking place, that will be reopening starting February 17th. Um, and looking at this menu that they're putting out now, there it's my favorite i think of all of them there isn't one single appetizer or dish that i wouldn't want to try and and i'm not always the most adventurous but this place has some amazing dishes uh one of their signatures is the seafood tangine i think i'm saying that hopefully right and that uh, entree has uh, saffron scented couscous, prawns, scallops, squid, and little neck clams. Mm. So, yum. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, from these reopenings, what are you most excited about? Uh, Chico. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of all the restaurants at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I, I think they all have uh, amazing food that is uh, spiced well, mm-hmm. seasoned well. Um, it's all interesting. They have a really great wine list to go right. with them, whether it's Jico or Sanaa or anything they have. Uh, just there is some really interesting and different food that maybe you don't get to sample other places. Like, you know, anyone can go someplace and get a steak. Right. You know, or anyone can go someplace and get a burger. I mean, yes, there are some better burgers. There are some better cooked steaks or right. whatever. But I love going on vacation and finding a place there where I can sample something I've never tried before or done in a different way or done with interesting spices and learning about food cuisine, uh, you know, around the world. And, exactly. And, um, animal, there's, there's many places on the Walt Disney World Resort that's like that. But really, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think, is really gets to some areas that you just don't get to experience their food in a lot of different spaces. Right, right. I mean, what the, um, you know, the description that they use is that you can uh, experience the flavors of Africa, Indian, Mm -hmm. uh, African, Indian, and Mediterranean cuisines, dishes. Um, And, you know, I know you brought up about spices, but, and, and you also brought up that I'm not like super involved in heat a lot of heat and that's what i think i like about their dishes is it they're they're spicy in in the sense of enhanced flavoring mm-hmm. and like you said more unique flavors and not necessarily just burn your tongue kind but of but they do have that there they do <laughs> they, they do, do. <laughs> but you can be uh, assured that you can find some things that are kind of that balance between them uh, depending on whatever your level of heat that you enjoy some people don't like any heat at all right they'll you can find that there and some well, like you know maybe i like a little more heat than you right right not a trim- but i'm not a super hot guy like i don't like super hot food right. i don't like it to over power and that's all you all you feel when you right. when you eat this food is is heat right that's it you, that's that you th- can't taste right it. yeah um you can find that nice balance at all their restaurants there yeah yeah all right all right so it's time for another little history story all right yay yay uh and this one is about uh a disney imagineer and disney legend tony baxter heard of him yeah right <laughs> 
So um, when Tony was younger, he was really, he knew at a pretty young age how much he wanted to work for the Disney company. Um, and in fact, when he was 17, he, he really wanted to try to get a job there and found out that they were only hiring 18 and older. So he kind of took an uh, interesting approach, smart guy. He went to work for the Carnation Company that had the restaurant inside Disneyland. So he was able to be hired at age 17. Mm. And he was always just like, he wanted to meet Walt. And he actually wanted, in his mind, he wanted to meet him and share some ideas. And so he was, you know, like very enthusiastic. Well, one day, you know, they got word that Walt was in the park and, you know, they told all the restauranteurs, you know, be ready in case he wants to stop by or get a snack or whatever. And lo and behold, where does he go but the ice cream shop and greets Tony mm. and says, Tony, how are you doing? How are things going? And he said he just was so like starstruck and odd that he just didn't know how to respond. You know, in his mind, he wanted to give him information about a pitch, but all he could do was answer and say, fine, just, you know, doing fine. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Disney. Disney? Yeah, Yeah, I can relate to that. I've I've met some people that are big celebrities that, uh, you know, I've loved and, um, you know, thinking when I'm going to meet them, I'm going to have all these things to say. And I'm like, I like your stuff. I know. So um, just that was in 1965, just a couple years later, you know, he had eventually did get hired by the company. He went into attractions because he knew that was where his his passion was. And actually, he did pitch a Mary Poppins attraction uh, to his supervisor. And his supervisor actually helped promote getting that information up to the Disneyland president at the time, who was Dick Nunes. And he was so impressed uh, with Tony and, and what he was, you know, trying to uh, to offer here that he linked him up with the recruiters for the Imagineers and the rest is history. So all starting from working in an ice cream shop at Disneyland. Not bad. See, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways to kind of get into this career. And that's an interesting path to right? take. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so. Smart guy like Tony Baxter doesn't surprise me. And they're still waiting for that Mary Poppins <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Keep trying, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, let's pivot to some of the restaurants that are already open okay. and have some new things, new announcements. And we'll start with Ale and Compass Restaurant uh, at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. And ahoy, mateys! <laughs> Starting soon, January 31st. You say that right. Hey, ahoy, mateys! There you go. <laughs> You're the pirate of the family. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> they're going to start serving lunch as well. So, um, you know, you might want to go traditional and order up some fish and chips or maybe the Chipotle barbecue chicken flatbread. Mm, that so, sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but it's nice that they're going to have the lunch o- option there. Um, and then we'll just sail a little bit next door to the Cape May Cafe at Disney's Beach Club Resort. Um, this restaurant kind of has been very, uh, holds a fondness in my heart because it was a place my mother and I used to enjoy together. So, um, exciting news, uh, starting on February 15th, you can once again feast and all you can, all you care to enjoy buffet style breakfast or dinner. Um, you know, and there are some really good positives about the family style that they're using right now up until then. Um, but there's also something 
fun about a buffet. And so um, I'm really looking forward to going back to this eatery and, and doing the buffet. I know that, um, you know, I love New England dishes. That's, you know, kind of from my family's heritage. But uh, it was interesting that just last night we were talking about this and and kind of surprised me that it wasn't a place that I took you. And so... Yep, never, I've never personally experienced Cape May Cafe, but I am looking forward to checking it out sometime with you for All sure. Right. So um, that's the news about some of the things that are uh, happening at some of the existing restaurants. Uh, and before we get into the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, honey, I know you did some great research about some of the newer Walt Disney World resorts. So take it away, sweetie. Yeah, these are all restaurants that have been open for a little while now. Some of you may have already had the opportunity to check them mm-hmm. out. Um, unfortunately, we have not yet. And I'm sure there's many of you just like us who have not had the opportunity to see some of these restaurants, experience their food and uh, their dining experience at all uh, to this point. And so I thought I'd go through a couple of those restaurants that I think we're really looking forward to uh, sampling that are relatively new within the parks. And, yeah. and maybe you can follow along, see if there's some dishes that you would enjoy mm-hmm. or Maybe it's not the thing for you, but um, these are definitely ones that I think that we will want to hit whenever we can make, get out there and make our next journey to the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. Looking forward to it, but I'm actually looking forward to hearing what you found out. Yeah. So I'm going to start with in Epcot with a couple of restaurants in Epcot. And one is the one that came with the new area that was opened up in the France Pavilion uh-huh. over at Epcot. And that is the Le Creperie. Maybe Michelle can help me with my <laughs> French pronunciation <laughs> here. Le Creperie. Le Creperie uh, de Paris, uh, which is there. And it uh, that place offers both quick and table service options. So you can go and get a wonderful crepe if you want to just from the window. Or they also have some great uh, sit-down table service options there for you if you right. want more of a leisurely meal. And they offer both sweet and savory crepes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on what you're more into, you know, some people, you know, if they get a crepe, they want it to be completely sweet. And others are more of a savory person. I right. tend to be a little bit more of a savory person. Although I can see myself on both sides of these when I get through a few of these that I'd really like to sample. On the, on the savory crepes, I, I believe they're pronounced galettes or something yeah. along those yeah. lines, if I got mm-hmm. that right. So, yay, got something right. <laughs> um, and I've read, by the way, that those galettes are, um, they're made from buckwheat and the buckwheat that they actually use for those is actually imported from France. Wow. So yeah, sweet. nice. Well, and not it, sweet, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, there's some items that, that I was just looking at the menu. They have lots of different stuff, but some of the ones that I think I'd like to sample personally, mm-hmm. yeah, and of course this is all based around you know the new attraction which is ratatouille remy's ratatouille adventure and so there is a savory galette that is the ratatouille galette with tomato zucchini and eggplant okay kind of interesting yeah (laughs) um but more importantly i think that these are a couple that i'd really have to have some difficulty deciding between and i may have to order both are the chevre which is goat cheese spinach Mm -hmm. and walnuts that Mm -hmm. sounds delicious and definitely the one that i would almost for sure go for is the simon which is smoked salmon, creme fraiche, and uh, chives and lemon. Yeah. So that is right up my alley. I love smoked salmon. That with a little bit of champagne. Yes, champagne. exactly. And they do have a nice wine list there as well. A lot of French wines and champagne for sure. So uh, on the sweet side, uh, there's the pois, who is, which is pear, chocolate ganache, and whipped cream. That mm-hmm. sounds good. But more importantly for me, it's the poem, which is caramelized apple, apple and uh 
caramel beurre salé. So I would definitely nice. try that. Uh, that nice. is right yes. up my alley. If I'm going to have a sweet one, for sure, that is probably the one I'm going to have. Yeah. But uh, lots of interesting different dishes there. They even have a, a pricks fix menu there mm-hmm. where you can uh, get a... Um, an appetizer, like a super salad, right. uh, and then both a savory and a dessert. Perfect. Yeah. So um, definitely check that out. I'm looking forward to us getting the chance to check that oh, out when yeah. we get Sounds out there. delicious. For sure. Uh, of course, the, the real restaurant that we want to check out when we get out there that we've been jonesing for since D23 Expo of 2019. By the way, we got our D23 Expo uh, 2022 tickets this week. That should have been one of my other favorite things. Right, yeah, uh, me too. We are excited to be going out there and hopefully we'll see many of you out there when that happens in September. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Space 220 is what I'm talking about at Epcot. I've heard great things about it. Um, You know, it's a little pricey, but you're paying for the experience of this whole thing, right? right? More than anything else. Uh, It's about the show, you know, taking the elevator up 220 ish miles <laughs> into space uh, and then sitting there and watching you know space revolve around you right. and things go on and uh, but I have heard good things about the food even though you know the price is a bit on the higher end for sure. most restaurants uh, the food has actually been we've had friends that have gone there and they've said good things about the food and the experience nice. combined uh, it's only a, a well, they do have a lounge but as far as for just for meals it's just a pricks fix menu uh, with, for if you're going for lunch it's two courses for $55 dinner is three courses for $79 so uh, and if you're going for lunch, it's a starter and a main. And if you're mm-hmm. going for dinner, it's a starter, main, and a dessert. So the starters are called liftoffs. <laughs> Everything <laughs> has a little bit of a space theme to it. And, he, and uh, here's some of the ones I thought were kind of interesting. Um, first is the Big Bang Burrata, <laughs> which is uh, burrata de mozzarella, uh, grilled artichoke hearts, arugula, sunflower, and sunflower seed romesco. That sounds Ooh, good. Yeah. Try that. Uh, this one really looks interesting. It's the Blue Moon Cauliflower, which is a tempura fried cauliflower Yum. with house-made hot sauce and blue cheese dust. If you like your things in a little bit of the spicier side, right? that sounds like a pretty good option. Yes. I, that one might be one I'd like. Mm-hmm. However, I think these are the two that I'm probably more likely to pick from if I'm going to go okay. with a starter there. And that would be the Starry Calamari, <laughs> which is fried calamari, Italian cherry peppers, Spicy marinara, roasted pepper citrus aioli. Nice. That sounds yummy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other is something that I know Michelle will not want, <laughs> but I would like this one possibly. And that's the Neptune Tartare, which is yellowfin tuna, yuzu ginger miso, soy, avocado, radish, apple, se- and sesame crackers all mm. together. So it yeah. looks great. Yeah. That's, that's right up my alley. Right, right. Uh, it's got that Asian flair to it. I love some nice tartar tuna right you know and you mix some avocado in there and the yuzu ginger miso um that is my kind of thing yeah sounds wonderful yeah i don't know why tuna is probably the one thing i don't like tartar there's so many other things that i do but but yes i I can see how you that would be like the starter for you just for whatever reason never been a thing for you but it's always been something that i've enjoyed very much so on to the mains which they call the star course of course (laughs) Uh, there's the Terra Bolognese, which is a corn linguine, tempeh ragu, macadamia nut ricotta, zucchini, and mushrooms. 
That Ooh. sounds yummy if you're looking for a pasta type dish. Yeah. Uh, here's one. I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna be in Florida, you want some fresh fish. Well, they have some Florida red snapper, which is san- with San Marzano tomato broth, fingerling potatoes, broccolini, mm. and Sicilian tapenade. So wow. Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Now here's the things that I probably would most likely myself pick from though. Okay. And that is one is the X2 duck, <laughs> which is roasted and kofi. Crescent duck with butternut squash flan, Brussels sprouts, and an orange glaze. Oh Doesn't God. that sound really yeah, good? Yeah, for sure I'd be getting that. Yeah, I love duck, especially confit, but mm-hmm. I like the combination of when you get a roasted duck right. and some confit together. You yeah. get it two ways. Really good. Uh, the other, and I, I love braised dishes, and I really love short ribs. The slow rotation short rib uh, with the braised short rib, cheddar grits, bacon, and ericovere mm-hmm. um, will be another thing I would think of. But I would probably go for the duck because I can get a short rib a lot of different places. Right. But if you got the duck, I might get the short rib and we would sample off of yeah, each other's plates. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, sounds, sounds fabulous. Doesn't that sound good? It does. Finally, on to the desserts, which they call the supernova sweets. <laughs> uh, there is the carrot cake, which is actually a plant-based carrot cake with plant-based cream cheese, nice. candied walnuts, and toasted pepitas, which yeah. are basically pumpkin seeds, right. essentially. Uh, which is nice. Uh, there is also a sticky toffee pudding cake with dark chocolate sauce, caramel crunchy pearls, salted toffee drizzle. And the chocolate cheesecake with whipped chocolate ganache, chocolate sauce, white chocolate crunchy pearls, cookie crumbs, and dark chocolate shards. <laughs> um, all those sound great. So. Yeah, yeah, yummy. I think I'd go for the carrot cake, though, but... Hmm. Uh, although I guess if I'm in a chocolate mood, though. Yeah, it depends. It, I, I love cake. You have those kind of options. I'm so. a huge fan of carrot cake. My Michelle knows this. One yeah. of the first birthday cakes she ever got me was right. a little carrot cake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I'm a huge fan of that. I like kind of spiced cakes like that. They're sweet, but they also have that kind of that little spiced edge to yeah. them. And that's why I'm a big fan of carrot cake. So that one might be the one I go with, but the other two really drawn me mm-hmm. as well. So maybe there's some of the, the, and again, these are just portions of the menu. There's a lot more dishes on these menus right. than just this. These were just the items that called out to me in particular. Yeah. Oh, they sound lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They sound, the, the ones you picked are the ones that I'd like for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But Definitely. you'd be surprised. There's some other great things on there that I think you might be interested in as well. Mm. But um, more than anything, again, with that restaurant, it's all about the show. Right. I'm looking forward to riding that elevator and checking the whole thing out. And there is a lounge there as well, which you can go into and, and uh, you know, get kind of that experience, right. but maybe not the whole meal. Thing, right. You know, yeah. get a cocktail, get a glass of wine and get a couple small plates as well to try it out. Yeah, that wanted, might be fun too. If you want, want to, don't want to do the whole thing. Yeah. So. Uh, also, um, another new place, this is actually at a resort, um, and it's just a, it's actually a recreation or a reimagining of a place there. They remember they reimagined the wave at the Disney's mm-hmm. Contemporary Resort into what is now called Steakhouse 71. Mm-hmm. So based on kind of Walt Disney World's opening, so right. on the 50th celebration, but it's it looks really cool. The way they redid the inside with a lot of the kind of uh, Neo modern feel of the contemporary, right? From you know, when some, it was how it was in right. the 70s, and they have a lot of the artwork there. It really is kind of cool looking, and it's it looks like a restaurant. And I've heard great things about the food there as well. Uh, it's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I've heard again nothing but great things about it. Uh, here are the things that call out to me personally if mm-hmm. we were going to hit any one of these meals there. Um, for breakfast, 
Um, how about Walt's prime rib hash, which is seared prime rib, fried potatoes, caramelized onions, and peppers topped with a fried egg. Mm. That sounds really good. Yes. Prime rib in a hash? Right. Wow. That's calling out to me. They also have the Floridian Eggs Benedict, which is two poached eggs and crab cake with hollandaise atop toasted English muffins and served with breakfast potatoes. Ooh, that would be good, too. Special. Yeah, rich, but yeah. Uh, really, really nice. Um, you know, and if you want something a little lighter, they have a really nice avocado toast with avocado toasted on toasted multigrain bread, caramelized onion, and, mm. and uh, excuse me, and a caramelized onion jam, which is plant-based as well. So if you're looking for something a little lighter, a little more uh, plant-based, right. uh, the avocado toast might be nice yeah. for you. Yeah, love a good avocado toast. Yep. For sure. So I'm moving on to lunch. I've heard great things about this. The Steakhouse 71 Stack Burger. There are people that claim that it's the best burger on the Disney Resort grounds. Wow. I can't say that for me right. yet because I haven't tried it, but I've heard more than one person say how nice. great that burger is. So they say it's a signature blend of beef with American cheese, lemon aioli, red onion, house-made pickles on a brioche bun and served with your choice of uh, petite wedge salad, Parmesan fries, or pasta salad. Sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I've heard great things about it. Yeah. Um, so I'd be willing to give it a shot to see if it's everything they people have claimed it to, claimed be. It to be. Exactly. Well said. Uh, also, this one really called out to me, the gourmet grilled cheese, which was on toasted brioche, gruyere, smoked gouda with shredded pork belly, caramelized onion jam, arugula, and served with your choice, again, of salad, fries, or pasta salad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't that sound it yummy? <laughs> yeah. So those are the two things that called out to me as far as what I would like to try there for yeah. lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the, it's, so it's like an American style food? Yeah. It's like, it's a steakhouse. Steakhouse. Yeah. It's a steakhouse. Okay. So it's, it, it, you know, I mean, they do have, you know, some other little more fancy things, but what, at its core, especially for dinner, which I'm going to get to here mm-hmm. in a second, it's a steakhouse. You order steaks, you order a couple of sides to go right. along with it, kind of a la carte. And yeah. They make it, but they do have nice. some other items as well on there. So uh, for dinners, um, some of the appetizers, people have raved about their French onion soup there. Ooh, they say nice. it's really, really good. You want to check that out. A carryover from the wave that people was were big fans of is their uh, bacon and eggs, which is maple lacquer, lack blappered, maple lacquered pork <laughs> belly. Parrot. Yes, or parrot. Yes, it's not parrot. It's maple lacquered pork belly with smoked cheese grits and a perfect egg is what wow. they call. That was a fan favorite from the wave before, so that one carried nice over. That they kept it. Yeah, and I'm always a big fan of onion rings, so I'd love to try out the Steakhouse 71 onion rings that they say are hand breaded with spicy ranch dipping sauce that is also plant-based yeah. so Ooh. that might be good uh for the main courses like i said it's a steakhouse so all sorts of different cuts of steaks are there uh, again usually you get when, when you order a steak you get a side with it right. a side and a sauce with it um however um you can also add a flight of their sauces to go with wow. them for six dollars more uh-huh. um and those all the sauces that you get to pick from so you can kind of sample them and try them with your different food uh, there's a bernays and a poivre a wild mushroom whipped horseradish cream a chimichurri and a the red wine signature steakhouse 71 sauce mm. so you can kind of get that like you know fun. and just dip and try your different meats and breads and whatever you have with yeah. you uh in with that those different sauces i think that's kind of a cool option that they give you right yeah especially if you're you know, going as a couple or, or something like that, then you get to, to share that 
dipping experience. Right, for sure. Uh, if I was going to order there, I'm not as much of a, when I go to a steakhouse, the steak is nice and everything, um, but the 12 ounce roasted prime rib with classic Yorkshire pudding uh, calls out <laughs> wow. to me. I love it. If someone does a good Yorkshire pudding, yeah. I'm in with a prime True. rib and then all those sauces to try with it. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. That sounds really yeah. good. Um, some of the things, if you're not into the steaks or the red meat per se, mm-hmm. um, there's the Florida Sustainable Fish in Papillot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that comes with shrimp, fried potatoes, asparagus, uh, baby carrots, and a lemon blanc. Nice. Papillot is basically it comes in folded in uh, parchment paper, essentially, right. and it's kind of steamed in the parchment paper, and then you open it up to all this moist goodness. Yes. Uh, within this little, little paper envelope, so yes. it's really fun to try. Uh, they also have a vegetable Wellington in quotes Wellington. <laughs> Uh, with mushroom duxelle and fire-roasted artichokes wrapped in a puff pastry, romesco, and Brussels sprouts. Totally Ooh. plant-based dish. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a vegetarian and you're going to a steakhouse right. and I don't want a steak, I'm a vegetarian yeah. or a vegan, uh, that is something that may call out to you. Wow. It sounds so fabulous. I, and like the pictures, I've seen the pictures of the place and it looks adorable. And so definitely would be a place I'd like to try out. For sure. Uh, by the way, I said that dish might, is vegan. I'm not positive it's vegan. It's definitely vegetarian. Uh, might not be vegan because of the puff pastry. Usually there's a lot of butter oh, yeah. in puff pastry and that is definitely not vegan. Right. So um, ask if you're a vegan if you go right. there and, and find out for yourself. Uh, for dessert, uh, there's only one and we've had something similar. I don't know if it's the exact same one, but when we've been up at the Top of the World Lounge, they have that giant chocolate cake yes. is like seven, seven layers, layers or whatever. Uh-huh. They Steakhouse 71 chocolate cake with layers of whiskey infused chocolate cake, chocolate mousse and raspberries. Mm. It looks almost like it. I'm not sure if it's the exact same one, but either way, that's the dessert I'm getting. Yeah. Sounds like that. Sounds like the same one. At least it rings a bell. And I remember doing the fireworks show and going up there with my mom and mm-hmm. And she shocked me when I said, do you want anything else before we, you know, head out? And she was like, yeah, let's get that cake. Let's get that cake. (laughs) And more wine. Yes. She is a good woman, smart woman. (laughs) With great taste. Yes. So. So I, I do want to go over a, a couple of things at Disneyland. Um, these are just at Walt Disney World, but a couple of things at Disneyland that we've been able to experience that maybe you haven't been able to check out yet. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of new restaurants there, um, but there are a couple of interesting things. And uh, I want to talk, first of all, if you have not tried the Rontalus Garden Wrap mm-hmm. at uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you should, especially if you're a vegetarian Um it's delicious. And it's not that one that is at Walt Disney World, Disney Hollywood Studios. That's kind of a zucchini wrap. Right. It's a little different, not nearly as good. The garden-based, excuse me, the Rontalus Garden Wrap is a plant-based sausage with spicy kimchi slaw, sweet pickled cucumber, and plant-based gochujang spread, all wrapped in a pita, just like the regular Ronto right. wrap. It's fabulous. It is fabulous. And I think you like it more than the regular Ronto I do. Wrap. I really do. I love it. I think the flavors, especially, you know, of the, you know, things that they put on it are great. It It's super satisfying whether you're having it for breakfast or for lunch or dinner. Uh, it, you know, it's just all around wonderfulness yeah uh definitely check it out if you get the chance to i wish they would bring it to the walt disney world resort i don't know why they haven't yet 
the zucchini wrap is fine, but mm-hmm. it's not nearly as good right. as this. Um, so um, I hopefully that will also get to the uh, to Disney's Hollywood Studio at some time soon. Also, um, over at Disney California Adventure Park, of course, there's the brand new or relatively new Avengers Campus over there, um, and they have some wonderful food that you'll want to sample there. Uh, we we enjoy both the shawarmas mm-hmm. there that you can get from the two different stands they have there, both the chicken and the falafel, which is the veggie one. Right. Both very good. Uh, over at Pim's Test Kitchen, there's the not-so-little chicken sandwich, yeah. <laughs> which just is wonderful to look at, if nothing else, to try. But I've right. heard good things about it. A big old fried chicken breast right. with a little teeny uh, brioche bun <laughs> to make it look even larger than what it is. Right. Those Pim's particles yep. having fun. It's amazing. Uh, and it's uh, with teriyaki and red chili sauces, pickled cabbage slaw, and those crispy potato bites, basically tater tots right. that come with it. Look good. Uh, also, the Impossible Spoonful, which is uh, rigatoni, uh, ditalini pastas, uh, and uh, plant-based meatballs with uh, tomato sauce, dairy-free Parmesan, and micro basil. So I believe that is vegan, mm-hmm. definitely vegetarian, uh, you know, plant-based dish. So... A few places, if you haven't gotten to Avengers Campus yet, some food there to try. Uh, and same with if you haven't been able to try out that Rontolis Garden Wrap, yes. uh, definitely check it out. But some things that uh, we just think that maybe you'll want to sample if you get the chance to visit any of these parks in the near future and some things that we definitely are looking forward to sampling when we get there. But let's get to the meat of this. The meat of this. Yeah, I was going to say, wow. Pun unintended there. <laughs> let's get to the Epcot International Festival of the Arts and all the wonderful food that you can be found there. Yes. And actually, um, because there's just so many wonderful dishes to try at the festival, uh, we're really going to focus on, and not even all of them, because the new ones, and there's even more new ones than what we're going to talk about. There's just so, you know, we could do, you know, probably three episodes on this topic of just the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, um, which is going on now through February 21st. But before we get into that, it's time for another fun Disney food story. (laughs) So um, this is kind of one of the more unusual stories that I ran across, but I did confirm it in multiple sources, including D23 site. Um, So in the very early days of Disneyland, they hosted pancake races down Main Street, yes, USA. I about that. Yeah. yeah. And so what they would do is um, they would get contestants, you know, to to sign up to enter and they would have a, a nine inch um, frying pan. And throughout Main Street, USA, there were these um, ribbons that were eight feet high and they had to flip the pancake up in the air and go to the other side and catch it. And obviously, if it dropped, they were eliminated. Um, you know, and they can't do it three <laughs> inches. I know, I know. I, we put it over an eight no, foot ribbon. Yes, no. and you had to do it multiple times. So, um, but anyways, it was kind of a fun little um, promotional thing that they've done. Uh, they had, I think, the prize money was a hundred dollars cash. So, um, and I'm sure back in the fifties, that was probably pretty enticing for sure. Um, you know, the other interesting thing is that they did have some interesting, um, 
hosts or judges to it, and they included uh, Clarence Nash, who we know fondly as the voice of Donald Duck. And from the Mickey Mouse Club, uh, host Jimmy Dodd was also one of the um, celebrities presiding over the pancake races <laughs> at Disneyland. Very cool. <laughs> so another story from the vault. There. I'm impressed by anybody. Like I said, that can flip some of these foods because, I mean, I can do some flipping in a, in a skillet, but nothing that I'm worried about either breaking or splattering over the side I or whatever, know. like it, a pancake, forget it. Yeah. It's going to end up on the side. An egg, uh, that yolk is done if I try yeah. and flip an egg by, by hand, you know, without, without a pancake turner or a right. spatula. Well, I think the actual pancake is already cooked. Of course, but... But I know what you're saying is still, yeah. Yeah, but that's, but, I'm trying to, you know, just... Get it flipped over, you know, maybe six inches. Here. Oh, and I see what you're saying. Not trying to do eight feet. Got you. Yeah. Yes, yes, eight feet. It had to be the size, the height of a volleyball net. I yeah. guess is what they use. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, some of the most eye-appealing new dishes at the festival this year. Uh, we'll start off with uh, at the the station that's called the deconstructed dish. Is the deconstructed key lime pie you know uh, and they also are again having the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine um this year so you can get different uh, flavorful colorful dishes uh yeah, so there's sample. like a there's like a plate at many different of these booths that right. is like represents a certain color right and yeah. you, you're trying to get the whole right whole uh, span of them but anyways um what's really unique here is how they really i know it's called deconstruction dish so it shouldn't be a big surprise to me but i do love the 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 concept that they utilize for here so you know like starting with the crust of the pie they make it into a graham cracker cake and then they they uh, for the actual pie filling part, they have this um, like flexible key lime curd that they you know make like in a wave format on the dish to you know make it really look pretty. And then it's they, almost more like a flan than than, than anything else because it's a little firmer. It looks like than your normal curd. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they describe it as a curd, but I agree with you that that it it, it is kind of that that uh, texture was what it looks like, you know, and then they decorate with uh, key lime mousse and meringue uh, piped dollops on the, the dish. It's just really pretty. It's colorful and creative. And I won't be remaking that dish for Disney dishes because <laughs> I can't make that one. No, I don't think I have that one yeah. on the list. So um, there's also another really stunning eye-catching new dish this year it, it's in the uh, station called deco delights and it's the orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringues and um you know the colors here they have the yellow the pink kind of like the light blue teal look to it um they it's spectacular and they really pay homage to that art deco movement you know um, that was so popular in florida and very representative of the colors they're using for the 50th anniversary true um, yeah that that's a really good point really Again, good another point. dish i will not be making for the <laughs> disney dishes blog <laughs> Um, I'm not that. Ta I, <laughs> I can cook some decent food. Yeah. I am not a super talented when it comes to the really um, artsy um, dessert type dishes. You yeah, know. I, I hear you. I get that. I get that. Um, Pop Eats, you know, we've we've always enjoyed that at the festival. And um, I know that they've had tomato soup in the past. Uh, this year they added tomato soup with 
bacon, apple, and brie grilled cheese. Wow. I know. That sounds really good. Right? Exactly. Um, moving on, they have a new station that's called the Craftsman Courtyard. And this really is inspired by the California coast. So it had some uh, great, great plates that I thought we would really enjoy. Mm. Um, and so I'm just going to uh, right now just feature two of them. There's the cast iron, excuse me, cast roasted PEI mussels with sauteed tomatoes, garlic, and fresh herbs. PEI means Prince, Prince Edward Island. Okay, yeah, yeah I googled that too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so, um, that one looks really yummy. I mean, of course, I'm a big fan of mussels you anyways. love mussels. Yeah. Um, but they also have a cast iron seared steelhead trout with parsley, salad, grape tomatoes, uh, Kalamata olives, capers, and lemon aioli. And you've actually gone trout fishing, right? Right. I, I don't catch steelhead, though. I catch uh, usually rainbow trout. Oh, okay. Steelhead's a little bit different. Um, and trout, in, in general, many trout are very similar in texture to like salmon. Right. And steelhead, really, like you could, if you were to look at them and not pay attention, you might be a little confused with it being salmon. Oh, good. Um, cool. So it's, it's very similar. If you like salmon, you'll probably will like steelhead. It's a little bit, a little bit more delicate than salmon, but mm -hmm. um, along the same lines. Yeah. I just love how they have like that nice uh, crisp roast on the, mm -hmm. on the um, crispy top, skin, crispy yeah. skin on the top yeah. of it. It just, really looks so stunning. So, and here's one I think would be really after your heart is the station is called uh, Vibrante and Vivido Encanto Cantina. Um, Cochina. Cochina, yeah, thank you. Or Cocina, Cocina. Cocina. I didn't even get it right, Cocina. Cocina, all right. Very good, thank you. <laughs> Um, and as you would expect uh, from its name, it's inspired by Colombian cuisine. Mm. Um, they have some really cool dishes. They have a spice, and this one I might have trouble saying, a spicy hikio, hikio soup, A-J-I-A-C-O. Uh, I think that's a Okay, a hiacal soup. A hiacal, a hiacal, I would say. I don't, I actually don't know. I'm a, so please forgive me because I'm probably botching this as well, <laughs> but I believe it's a hiaco. Okay. And it has uh, arboli, chili, spiced chicken, potato, avocado, uh, corn, like corn, a little corn on the cob, and creme fraiche. And it really is supposed to be quite well known in Colombia, especially at their capital of Bogota. So that sounds and looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, they have a house-made chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric and anato. I think I hopefully said that right. Aeolis. Um, and the pictures of that one are stunning in that they're pretty good size portion. And I think the reviews that I've seen from people is that it really is a nice you know, hearty portion for what you're paying for. Good, yeah, I'd like to check that out and definitely love, uh, you know, interested in in, in uh, Colombian food. Yeah. I'm very interested in Encanto right now. Right. So uh, that's definitely a, a booth I'd want to hit up for sure. Right, it made sense that they, they added that this year. So kudos, kudos to Disney for that. Um, and lastly, we'll talk about uh, at the station that's called El Artista Hampriento. Um, here they have a hirachi verde with uh, cilantro hirachi with, I should be having you say these words, conchinita pibli, 
fresh pineapple and pickled onions. Good enough. All right. I don't know if I would have gotten it any better. Than <laughs> so, but it looks beautiful. Again, really nice, vibrant colors. You know, to the actual um, the uh, hirachi shell and mm-hmm. everything. It it just looks fabulous. And that's over at the Mexico Pavilion, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm always Correct. impressed with the stuff they put out at the Mexico Pavilion. Yeah, I'm, us- I'm usually find something good there. That right. It always enjoy. seems to be a hit. Yeah. You know, and I I know that I I said this was to focus on. Um, just what's new. And those are, you know, just like I said, a sampling of the newer offerings they have. They also have a lot of returning favorites. And one of the returning favorites um, that I would say you don't want to miss is to savor that Symphony in Chocolate Flight. Uh, <laughs> it's three... Pat Charles, are you listening? <laughs> it's, and I'm going to say something about that. Yeah, it's three Mozart cream liqueurs paired with three sipping chocolates. It is so delightful. Um, I really wish I could be enjoying it right now. Um, she, you should have heard last year. She was <laughs> trying to figure out how we could get some keep smuggling some sort of thermoses and start like, you know, just order a bunch and then we can take it back to the room and still keep sampling in the room. You know? If I could have thought of a way, I would have. Um, you know, it's a, all I can say is it's truly a masterpiece in flavor. Um, and as you mentioned, it does hold some really special fond memories. Uh, last year, we were able to enjoy this very decadent treat with our dear friends, Pat and Charles from the Conversations podcast. Um, it was a spectacular way, at least in my opinion, to end our very long day at the parks and uh, a day filled with so much laughter. And uh, although we were pretty worn out and, and it cold from a very long day in the parks i was so appreciative you guys all indulged me when i said hey let's not end this party now (laughs) let's go over to epcot sit outside in the freezing cold and drink this wonderful (laughs) chocolate this chocolate this trio of chocolates and you all indulged me and it really um will have a lasting memory for me of um the art festival and being at epcot so yeah, i think pat also went, went to one of the booths there and you know they're big star wars fan pat walked away with a piece of star wars art if i remember right oh that's right yes. while we were there so yep. great time and that was gosh we're coming up in a year ago that that happened it's I hard know, to believe right it's, it's almost already been a year but yeah that was a great by the way they also offer the sipping chocolates without the liqueurs if you're if, right you know you're trying to stay away from the alcohol for whatever reason i do think the alcohol enhances it but if you just want I try the mm-hmm. sipping chocolate they do have a different flight of the sipping chocolate without the alcohol involved right right so and it has a white chocolate uh milk chocolate and a dark chocolate and you know um i'm not typically a milk chocolate fan but this is not like your regular milk chocolate flavor mm-hmm. it's it's a much more rich um type of chocolate yeah you're so. a fan i know you're a fan I, I know you wish you had some right now oh my god yes Totally do, totally do. But anyways, um, so that is a, you know, review. I think everybody's now in the know of some of the new things happening. Um, I have some five possible entrees that could be featured on the Disney Dishes blog, but I wanted to hear if there was any. And and you could also include the ones from your review as well, um, any that you would want to nominate. Um, I, you know, the one that I would, I'm thinking about doing possibly at some point from what I've already talked about, um, is 
that what was the cauliflower that was at uh, Space 220? Oh, yeah. The uh, Blue Moon cauliflower with the tempura fried cauliflower, house-made hot sauce, and blue cheese dust. I got to figure out how to make that blue cheese dust. But uh, I've done something similar um, for when we were catering. Uh, we did a, a tempura cauliflower um, for a couple that was was thinking about where they didn't end up booking with us, but they really enjoyed that portion of it. And I really enjoyed it too. Um, and I think it's something similar. So that's one thing that I think I can recreate fairly easily if I can All figure right. out the blue cheese dust in that. Well, but, I'll include it on the list. You want to hear the others? Yes. All right. The cider braised mussels from the turf club bar and grill mm. or the plancha from the flying fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast iron seared steelhead trout from the craftsman courtyard. To track down the steelhead trout is the biggest <laughs> thing, but yeah. <laughs> well, you could also do, as you said, you could substitute. Could substitute uh, salmon. Salmon yes. and share that on the oh, Disney Dishes technically blog. Technically salmon season, but yes, we had mm-hmm. salmon last night. Uh, right. From Sustainable Farm. Nice. Um, the tomato soup with bacon, apple, and brie grilled cheese from Pop Eats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the one that we couldn't pronounce, the Hakiako soup from Briante and from Vibrante and Vivido, the Encanto Cocina or Cocina. 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 Um, and then I've added now the Blue Moon Cauliflower from Space 220. We will put that in the newsletter and also let our um, Patreons know. And that will be the group that will vote yeah. and make the decision of an upcoming Disney Dishes blog. Looking forward to making one or many of those. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm, you may not vote for one of those, I may still make one of them that is on that list that doesn't, doesn't get voted in. Anyway, sure. but I will definitely make the one that you vote for. Right, right. So um, anyways, that's our look at Disney Foodie right now. All the things that are new and exciting. And we hope that you've enjoyed the review. Very nice. Good job, sweetheart. Uh, oh, great, thank you. Great uh, look into a lot of that food. By the way, I, I did put it out there on social media. Uh, just asking for a few people that maybe if you've had some dining experiences recently that you really enjoyed, um, something that, you know, maybe we has been around for a while, mm-hmm. but, you know, but you really thought was a fantastic dining experience. Or maybe it's something new that you hadn't tried before. And this was the first time you tried it. And we did get a couple of responses. So I yep. wanted to go through those before we close out this segment. Definitely. Uh, we also, we got a, a note from Scott on our Facebook page. He said, uh, the beer garden at the Germany Pavilion is always a favorite stop for us, mm-hmm. not because of the food necessarily, although I have heard the food's pretty good there, uh, but we, I, <laughs> love the show. Uh, and the Dole Whip at the Polynesian Resort is a must-have anytime we go. A few years ago, they had a lime tafiti whip, which was awesome, <laughs> That's what he says. Nice. So um, that all sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, the show at the Germany Pavilion is really great. I've never, I guess another place I have not yeah. been to yet. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll have to do that one. Yeah. That's fun. It's just fun. Yeah, I've heard, and I've heard good things about the food at Beer Garden, yeah. so I'd love to try it out sometime. So, uh, We also had Jonathan, Camille, and Lorelai chiming in through nice. an email to us. They said, hi, Tom and Michelle. We got to go to Topolino's in Ooh. October, and it absolutely lived up to the hype. We got there early and had drinks on the balcony as the sun set, 
Atmosphere was great, but the food was even better. Even the freshly made bread, which comes out of the oven every 30 minutes, and olive oil, which they explain <laughs> how it's made in great detail. They do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were incredible. Definitely a European dining experience because we were there a couple of hours between appetizers, main course, and dessert, but we enjoyed every minute. Topolino's is one of those places that we love. Yes, it's really, it's actually disappointing when we can't get a reservation. There. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's spectacular restaurant. Love going up there. Their food is wonderful. Um, the ambiance is spectacular. The service is great. Uh, highly recommend if you want to do a higher end dining experience at the Walt Disney World Resort, Topolino's right. is a really good one. And yeah. they do have a lounge there, like they said, where you can just go up for drinks and some small plates as well if you don't want to do the full dinner thing. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're celebrating something, that is an exceptional spot to to really bring out the celebration. Yeah. So, do you have a special memory of a, let's say, a Walt Disney World meal or anything like that? I, I forgot to even ask you. Huh. I'm trying to think of one. They just got me off guard there. I wasn't planning on this. But I will say, Topolino's, when we got to go, like we were at um, staying there at right. Riviera within the first week that it had opened. Yeah, I think we're um, on day two or three. Right. Um, and we received, we got a reservation for Topolino's. So it was the whole thing. It was the stay at the Riviera uh, just days after it had opened right. to the public. Um, and we got a suite there and had a great room and then went up, you know, we just had to hop in the elevator, go upstairs to this wonderful dinner mm -hmm. with a fantastic view where we could see at that time they were had the fireworks going um, from both Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. You can see both from up there. Right. And it was just an amazing, amazing dining experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really was special. What about for you? You know, it's hard to really pinpoint one. Um it's, I think it's more like I've said before with Epcot, you know, the memories of the times that I was there with family or friends, you know, and, um, you know, I guess I'm most sentimental this year with my mom having passed a couple months ago, but, you know, we used to love going together to um, the festivals at Epcot. It was one of our best times you know, um, that we would get to spend together and, you know, enjoy each other's company and, and doing the foods. We would do a lot of times the package with the show, mm -hmm. um, and try different restaurants that way. So, um, I, I, I think all in all, that's it. I, I guess, you know, one that, I mean, there's so many that could stand out, but one, I also, I remember having both of my parents, uh, joined me at Monsieur Paul and you know my dad just being blown away by it we had a great table by the window and you know we're able to also see the fireworks mm -hmm. and it was one of those um, evenings where everything just turned out so wonderfully so it has a very special memory for me that's nice yeah, yeah. Uh, you know both your parents have passed away now mm -hmm. but uh, it's good to have those memories so many of our memories are are based around food based right. things and exactly. meals and uh, experience like that there's just nothing you, you can it'll always be imprinted in your mind and right. that'll be a special right. place for you for yeah, sure definitely yeah. definitely but you know it, like you said it's kind of hard to just um, come up with one and uh, I mean obviously the the meals that we shared together are very special to me I'm not trying to make less of them whatever <laughs> you know and you know even like um, in high school and stuff and you know the yeah. fun with friends there so yeah 
always been great. It has been. Uh, yeah. uh, meals are great. Again, so many food-based memories, so many wonderful restaurants at the Walt Disney World parks and resorts Mm -hmm. um, and Disneyland. Uh, Can't wait to try more food in the coming year and uh, lots of great experiences await us. That's right. So that is our look. This is our foodie episode, a look at new Disney dining experiences and updates from around the Disney parks and resorts. All right, now I'm hungry, so we need to whip through these Disney yes. stories of the week so we can get to eating some food <laughs> nice. because I yes. am starving. So I uh, start with if you're a Toy Story Land fan, well, there are some interesting new additions coming to the Ooh. area. This from the Disney Parks blog. They say, attention all honorary toys. <laughs> After enjoying, enjoying a rollicking ride through Toy Story Mania, you will soon be treated to a new experience that is filled to the brim with fun. Andy discovered Jesse's trading post playset tucked away in the attic and is bringing it downstairs to set up shop full of the coolest toys and finest souvenirs handpicked by the rootinest tootinest cowgirl. (laughs) So it looks like it's a new kind of play area that's going to be put there in Toy Story Land for some of the young little ones to enjoy, you know, kind of feeling like you're amidst the toys. Right, right. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. That sounds so fun. And we're also talking about restaurants here. So they say also coming in 2022 to Andy's backyard is the previously announced Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant. (laughs) In this unique, fun, family-friendly dining experience, guests will enjoy delicious barbecue fare while surrounded by a kaleidoscope of toys, games, and play sets that Andy has brought together to create a -a one-of-a-kind rodeo. Uh, they say stepping into the lobby and waiting area, guests experience firsthand what it feels like to be one of Andy's honorary toys before progressing into two larger dining room spaces where Andy's rodeo takes place. Here, the rodeo will be in full swing with Western Town and train station play sets mixing with surprising playful details wow. like some fan favorite Pixar characters as they've never been seen before. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does sound fun. Plus, you know, barbecue always good. Right, yum, so yes. <laughs> even, even mediocre barbecue, still pretty good. So uh, looking forward to checking that out once that opens later this year. Nice. That looks, sounds fun. Yeah, for good sure. Good deal. Good deal. So uh, moving on, if you're thinking about doing a European river cruise in 2023 with a little Disney flair, nice, well, we yes. have some good news <laughs> for you. We've been thinking about doing a European Disney cruise for years I now know. and have never pulled the trigger. We'll see if we uh, jump on this one because these are interesting. So uh, this is, again, from the Disney Parks blog. They say, have you been dreaming of your next bucket list European vacation? Well, we have some exciting news for you. Adventures by Disney just announced a return to three enchanting rivers in 2023. Wow. The Rhine, the Danube, and the... Sin. Yes. Gotta let Michelle do her French. (laughs) They go on to say, with 27 action-packed departures that include family, adult-exclusive, and holiday-themed sailing, you'll experience firsthand the people places and stories of iconic destinations plus their team of specially trained adventure guides will provide a seamless and authentic experience that is marked by disney's signature service this is all done uh, through Amar waterways which they say is a premier luxury rivery cruise river rivery river <laughs> cruise line event and uh it's usually eight day and seven night river cruises they say that are filled with active and immersive experiences yeah i'm sure it's got to be so special and 
talk about creating memories, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So here's, if you pick these, what you can experience on them. On They say on the Rhine River Cruise, guests will explore storybook villages in Switzerland, France, Germany, and the Netherlands. Highlights include a toboggan ride through the Black <laughs> Forest, high adrenaline thrills at an indoor water park, and a voyage through the upper middle Rhine Valley, offering up-close views of 30 majestic castles. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. That has to be crazy. Mm -hmm. On the Danube River, sailings visit eight unforgettable destinations in Germany, Austria, Slovakia, and Hungary, where uh, adventurers will roam through medieval ruins, scale treetop rope bridges, and marvel at the rolling hills made famous in The Sound of Music. Wow. Yeah. How fun is that? Yeah. You can watch that on Disney+. Plus. That is true. <laughs> Uh, finally, on the Seine River cruises, uh, they'll celebrate the magnificent magnificence of rural <laughs> France with visits to picturesque provincial towns, the historic beaches of Normandy, Monet's house and gardens, and the dramatic cliffs of Etretat. I, maybe that's right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, and also, of course, Paris, the city of lights. So nice. all sound great. I'm. What, if you were going to go on one of those, what do you think calls out to you? Oh, you know. That's a hard one. Uh, I think because of all the castles and everything, um, I would do the... The Rhine. The Rhine, yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I think that one's cool. I think the Seine would be interesting too because I love kind of that provincial area right. through France. yes. We've, we've been there when we went from Paris. We just, just bus and some train right. too. We've done some mm -hmm. train as well. Um, but we've done bus and we've done train through those areas. Uh, when One time when we were on the bus, it was going from Paris to... Um, to Reims right. to do uh, champagne tasting right. and just kind of going through and seeing all that French countryside. I always thought was, it was magnificent to yeah. go check out and I can imagine it must be great just sailing along this river as yes. you go through there. So mm -hmm. pretty cool. Uh, by the way, if you're interested in those, you can start booking those river cruises uh, this week. Uh, they open to the public on January 28th of 2022. And uh, they say that there's an early booking offer savings of $500 per person available cool. too. So uh, ask about that if you're going to check into one of these river cruises. Nice. Yes. Uh, finally, we'll finish up with a little Encanto <laughs> uh, because it continues to dominate both on the charts and of course, as I mentioned before, in our heads. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> uh, this is from a site called officialcharts.com. They say in a chart first this week, we don't talk about Bruno <laughs> from the new hit Disney musical Encanto soared to number one on the UK's official singles chart, becoming the first ever original Disney song to do so in the chart's 70 year history. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Pretty impressive. Right. Yeah. Uh, it says racking up to up uh, 6.3 million streams in the UK this week. We don't talk about Bruno Mark's. Uh, both Disney's and composer Lin-Manuel's Miranda first ever original soundtrack song to reach number one on the official UK charts. Wow, bravo. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, it's also doing well here in the US. Uh, this is from entertainmentweekly.com. We don't talk about Bruno. Now it's in your head. <laughs> yeah. If, if it ever left, <laughs> uh, has surpassed Frozen's oh, Oscar winning <laughs> hit Let It Go as the biggest yes. Billboard Hot 100 hit from Disney's animated filmography according to the new 
tracking data from the publication. The song reached its new peak position of number four on this week's chart, thanks to 29 million streams and 8,000 downloads sold. Those numbers helped it surpass Adina Menzel's rendition of Let It Go, which reached number five in April of 2014. The only other songs from Disney uh, animated films to reach the top five position on the chart are Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell's Aladdin Smash, mm-hmm. A Whole New World, which hit number one in 1993. And Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King, which hit number four in 1994. And Vanessa Williams' Pocahontas soundtrack song, Colors of the Wind, which reached number four in 1995. So these are all kind of the pop versions of it, not right. the ones that were necessarily sung the within the film. musical, mm-hmm. usually kind of the ones you hear in the credits right. later. You know, a yeah. lot of times they'll cut it for the film using either the actual actors for the film or they'll bring in a stunt voice, right. and, you know, another a singer to perform those within the actual film itself. And then they'll do, they'll have some pop star do right. a different version of it at the end. Those were all those. This is the first one that's gotten that high that is actually within the animated right. film itself. Wow. You know, that's so fabulous. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Kanto's accompanying soundtrack uh, album also previously became the sixth animated soundtrack in history to top Billboard's top 200 Sweet. ranking. So yeah. pretty cool for that too. So yeah, it is great um, music. That music is stunning. And yes. um, I may be talking about that more extensively next week. I'll mention that here mm. in just a little bit. So that's the Disney stories of the week. Wait, I believe Michelle wait, wait. has a Disney story, though. Yeah, it's um. So I don't know if it's totally brand new because when uh, Disneyland's Magic Key was first offered last year, um, there was already talk about having uh, an appreciation or celebration month for the key holders, and that is coming now in February. You know, so they ha- they have a lot of fun things that are available to the Magic Key holders. Um, for the whole month of, of February, some things change on different dates, but you know, the, the, they, they'll have some printed posters available while supply lasts, as they say, um, some photo pass magic shots with complimentary digital downloads like Peter Pan's shadow at Disneyland park or steamboat Willie at California adventure park. Um, you know, and just some other little giveaways and, and fun things. So if you are a Disneyland magic key holder, the month of February has some special things for you to, uh, to take part in and feel celebrated. Nice. That's good because they, you know, you deserve a little something. Hopefully you can get to park reservation because those can be a little tough to come by. But yeah. uh, hopefully. actually I just looked last night, late last night, actually this morning after midnight uh, <laughs> and there was availability for the entire month practically uh, for even our level, which is the, the second, the second level lowest. lowest. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the exception of, uh, a maybe like four days yeah. in the month. Very so, good. Yeah. So jump on that and take advantage of your magic key status. That's right. Very good. So, so. Michelle's stories, always the best <laughs> yeah. stories. Uh, speaking with about that best from Michelle, well, it's time for vacation tips. And you <laughs> oh, know, man. Michelle does the best research. She has the best lists. She has the best Disney stories, but let's <laughs> really get down to it. She has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, well, thank you, honey. I'm going to keep mine short because I know we had a very long show today and I figured that would be the case. Um, but it's just a, a simple reminder, especially now that the parks are really getting more and more um, busy or crowded, however you want to use the terms. Um, if you're going with a stroller, 
you know, you, you'll really want to have something that can you can utilize to help identify that stroller from all the rest, especially when you park it someplace and later on while you're in the attraction, it might need to be moved as they consolidate some of the area. So um, it's something that can actually be as easy as you want, like a, a certain ribbon that you know is unique that you'll be able to spot by tying that onto the handle. Or you could get creative or get the kids involved in helping create some special artwork that maybe you laminate um, and tie onto your stroller. But it's always just really easier when you're coming out of that attraction and you realize, oh, wait, they just moved all the strollers. So now I got to go look and try to find where it is to have something that can really help you identify it very quickly. Yeah. Uh, balloons are great too. True. If you want to pay for a balloon there at the park, that's a, that's worked for us in the past. Right, where, right. Know. Yeah. Especially if it's one that's, you know, a little bit more unique mm -hmm. looking or whatever. But yeah. So anyways, uh, Michelle's tip, always <laughs> the best tip. <laughs> Thank you. As you said, we're running long. So here's my tip. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. <laughs> I mean, gotten that one in a while, but you know, it's especially important now, even though it's, it's, you know, we're in the cooler days right. um, that you may be surprised. You don't think about it as much when it, when it's not as hot out, but you still need to keep hydrated when you're out in the park. It'll catch up to you much more quickly. Uh, don't forget that it's easy to get water at the parks. Anytime they have, there's a fountain, um, a stand with fountain drinks, uh, you can get free cups of ice water there easily enough. Yes, you can buy the water, but get the free water. Right. Uh, it doesn't cost you a thing. First aid stations also have water for you there. True. Um, go hit those up and stay hydrated when you're at the parks. Very good advice. Yeah. Very good tip. That's it for this week. Now, next week, uh, Michelle had something on the calendar, but I'm going to... Uh, go left when she thought I was going wow. right in next week's episode. Okay. And that's because I've spent the last few weeks with a certain movie and a certain soundtrack <laughs> running through my head. And the more I listen to it, the more I hear the nuance of it, the more I think about it in things that I've read and just things I've gone over in my own mind, I, I feel like I really need to discuss this. So we are going to break down Encanto next week right. and talk about a lot of things about this movie and why it's struck a chord with so many people, including us, and uh, what really, really makes it great. Oh, that sounds good. And uh, I guess we want to invite everybody else who's listening. If you want to participate and share some of your thoughts about the film or the music, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. How, how, what do you think about it? What songs went through your heads? I'm sure there's many of them at different times. Mostly, <laughs> you know, we don't talk about Bruno, but it seems to be the one that really is there all the time. But there are so many great songs, so many great characters. Can't wait to discuss them all next week. And we'd love to hear from you, as Michelle just said. Yeah. Great idea, honey. So. Look at you getting all creative. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. So the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, please sign up for this week's newsletter so you get to have a voice in a Disney Dishes blog featurette. Yeah. What do you want to learn to create for me? Yes. We will find out if you sign up for the newsletter or if you've already signed up for the newsletter. Uh, also, please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on and over and join us for the great positive Disney energy fund we're having at the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to us there. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. 
And as we always ask, please tell a friend about our podcast. Yep. Uh, that's the easiest way to let people know about this show. By the way, speaking of the Gmail account, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I want, we got, is actually the person who won our prize pack last week. Donna uh, sent us an email with some possible ideas for how we could help streamline the vote for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Nice. Um, Donna, we are going to, I, I sent you an email already, but we are going to talk about that. And it may be something we are incorporating for next year's class. Cool. So thank you very much for yes. chiming in with that. Love it. Yeah. Very love much the participation. So. We love our adventures. And our Hyperion Adventures. All of them. All great. of them. And Donna, your prize pack is in the mail. It will nice. be out to you soon. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.